Now it's time for the all-important editing process. Pain in the ass. Let me open up Zoom. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's a, that's a speaker view? Ah, fuck. This is going to cut Kevin out again. He's going to be so pissed. What can I do? say put a non-flattering picture in there. Well, they're all non-flattering. How am I supposed to figure this out? Hmm. I got it. Welcome to Digging in the Dome. Today, we are joined by another incredibly talented writer, actor, musician, comedian. What else does he do? Is he a chef? I don't know. <laughs> Member of the Impractical Jokers family. Uh, but like, it, this is the man, Casey Jost. He's done so many things. I could only highlight a few or it would take up most of our scheduled time. So I'm not going to do that. I want to try to get a couple of those highlights in there. He was in both the Impractical Jokers movie and in the TV series. He was right. or is, I'm not quite sure, in a band called Less Less Vinyl or Less mm-hmm. Vinyl. Less Vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in on a, inside Amy Schumer. He hasn't been inside Amy Schumer. Her husband would be furious. <laughs> and was you don't know that. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good question. Let's start yes. off with that one. Uh, <laughs> but he was also in a very uh, funny uh, comedy series with a bunch of really cool people, um, as well as he as himself, called Above Average Presence, uh, amongst a million other things. Like I said, Casey. Welcome to Digging in the Dome. Welcome. Wow. Thank you guys so much. In terms of being a chef, I would say that like I'm not a classic man, but I am in terms that I'm like pretty much only good at protein. Like okay. I could cook a steak, I could cook a salmon. Yes. You know, I could even I, I could I could dabble in vegetables, but like I'm not good at making a whole meal. And I think like chefs would be insulted if I said I was a chef. Right. Well, like risotto or something like that. You'd be like, no, 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 yeah. let's not do that. I mean, I, I also don't like to follow instructions. I, I can, but like, I don't want to like with the steak or something. I know I could mess yeah. around, think of something fun, change it up on the fly. We were just talking about that. Kevin yeah, was we, talking about like, yeah, how we talked just, about like, baking. baking versus cooking and uh, yeah. how mm-hmm. I can cook, but I can't bake to save my life. And Chris used to I work can't. at a, at a patisserie. So patisserie. he can, he can bake like a motherfucker. And yeah. I super can't patisserie. because of how exact the science it is of baking versus the winging it that you have with cooking. So yeah. I, I, I definitely love, feel I, you on the, that. The, the winging it is the fun part of cooking, uh, you know, and some people like the, like the consistency of baking and yeah, the, yeah, like you said, like the science and math and measuring my, my, my wife is good at both, which I'm very lucky. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you get well, looked and you get to have good meals all the time and then you can kick in and throw a steak on the grill or do whatever. Like you're, you're in there, you're doing it. Yeah. I'm in there. Right on. Um, yeah. so, uh, uh, so a, a couple things. One, um, obviously, uh, there, there's a, there's a couple of, there's a ton of interesting things about you. Um, some of your, your experiences, but I have to start with, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're Colin, Joe's brother, Colin and Michael Che. And now this is going to be like really inside sports. I don't even Kevin knows this. Michael Che and Colin Jost were at WrestleMania 35, I believe. Oh, um, what? <laughs> what? Wrestling right away. Right. Yes. But I, was I, I was there as well, but not on stage. Well, I was well, there. Now, I was not in the ring. I was going to ask that question, A. And B, I was going to ask, is that something that you and your brother grew up watching? Were you guys like mm-hmm. big wrestling guys? Huge. Yeah, huge. Like, I, I love, I to this day, I love wrestling. I, uh-huh. I, I feel like I've fallen off. The pandemic made me kind of fall off a little bit, but it's funny because I went to WrestleMania. Actually, which number was that? What were thirty-five? Yeah, so I went to thirty-four and thirty-five, which oh, was really awesome. fun. And so that was what also so much fun because I was watching it so much. And then when the Collins stuff started happening, I was like, "This is insane! This is so weird! <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing." But it was yeah, it was so fun, and I got to go to like some of the events leading up to it too, which was really cool to see and. 
you know, seeing my brother be a heel is like so fun. Dude, he walked into MetLife Stadium in a Browns OBJ jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. They I kept him relentlessly. Him, oh, I kept telling him little fun things to do, but like, I, I don't think he understood. Like if one of the first times he was on, he was wearing a, a baseball cap, but like it wasn't attached to the, at the back. Like, and, like one of those snapbacks. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't attached or it broke. It was like the ones that you, you pull and it was broken oh. for some reason. Yeah. And everybody obviously on like Twitter and stuff was like, what is this baseball cap? And everyone was like making fun of it. And I was like, Kyle, you should make that your thing. Like, you oh, know, no. busted hat. like you always wear the busted hat. Like, and yes. that's like a thing. And I, I, I don't think, I mean, you know, he, he understood it to a certain extent, but I think he probably found that like, it would be too distracting, but I was like, that's what the fans want is like, oh, yeah. to like hold on to this weird, stupid thing that like seems like a mistake, but then it becomes your character. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that with wrestling, it's like, it's, it's the, it's a catchphrase that everybody gets annoyed by, or the yes. one thing that you do, or like, they like make a, like a, like some yeah. kind of a weird gesture where like they smack their ass or, you know, right. Ravaging Rick Reed used to do the friggin', you know, the twirl around <laughs> and make out with your mom. Like that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, we loved, we definitely loved wrestling growing up and it was, you know, and we saw like the whole, the whole change too, between like, early wrestling and then like that weird thing where it was just on it like Saturdays and it would be like Undertaker versus like just some like average Joe. Yeah. Oh yeah. The jobber. Yeah. The ham and <laughs> the jobber. Yes. <laughs> and, yes, and it would always, it would always be that stuff. And we, we would watch it and like, and then obviously the attitude era and like leading up to the attitude era and like the WCW stuff. Like I, I really liked it all. And like the games kind of always kept me in it. Like I'm, I, I think I've, I think I'm more into the, the, the THQ era games, like yeah. the, yeah. from like, um, I guess like world tour and like, Revenge Oh yeah. And 64, man. Oh, hell yeah. We were dude. all about that. Oh, we, yes. Like Smackdown. with like no mercy, like being like, yeah, the yeah, absolute, absolutely. The best. The best. I still will play it sometimes. And I, that, 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 that to me is like what I love the most about wrestling. I mean, aside from like my favorite wrestlers and going back, back and watching some of those matches and stuff, you know? Yeah. And you can get a lot of that. We content played now. those N64 oh, games relentlessly. It's the best. There's nothing there's, I can't believe they haven't like they, they, they copied that it. formula. It's yeah. Like it's, 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 it, I would love to have a modern version of no mercy with like, you know, with the, like the wrestlers from now. Yeah, they they really I don't know what happened. Like they the Vince McMahon's like, I don't want to pay a lot for these video games. So then <laughs> he's got like these ones where now like oh, the two K the two K one was yeah. horrible. Like literally the person's like one. in the middle of the ring, like they're a ghost and they're just torso <laughs> sticking out. It's like, what is going on with this, man? Where did your developers just yeah. quit in the middle of this whole thing? Or, or it's just too outlandish where like a power bomb, like you pay, takes you up to the rafters and down. And it's like, <laughs> it's like too, it's, it's too fabricated cartoony. and right. cartoony. And it, you know, whereas no mercy ones were good. Like you could get something from like outside of the ring and like hit someone. It was like <laughs> every detail. I couldn't believe, I mean, they were really ahead of their time. Yeah, they really were. I think there's probably ROM hacks of like people that have like updated the, the roster. Be. Oh, that would there be has awesome. to be. That would be it's so just, cool. it's complicated to, as an adult to not only play video games all the time, but also like download ROM hacks and like update yeah. it. And, but I'll do it. I'm like, yes. who's Ron hack. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I don't in the New York scene. He's yeah. always stealing people's jokes. <laughs> Rom, <laughs> so the thing about Rom, airplane Rom is. hack. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, so you put you and your brother in the ring. Who's winning? Oh, good question. Pro yeah, him for sure. I mean, he's he's always had size on me. He's he's got broad shoulders. He's exercised in his life, yeah. uh, which is another thing. I mean, I don't know. I, I might be scrappy, and I think he'd be afraid to hit me. And I, I you know, which I, I think I'd, I I would like let out any kind of pent up. Yeah. Would you Would you do like some heel moves? Like throw like grab grab some salt and like <laughs> like hit him in the eyes. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, a lot of low blows. You know what I mean? That's what it's time to kick some back. That's right. Damn straight. That's right. That's great. Yeah, he, so, so, so were you guys, were you guys super competitive growing up or like, were you more like collaborative? Like, I'll you? be honest. I mean, even looking now, like it's impossible to compete with my brother. He's just, he just nails it. He's just so good. I, think <laughs> I was going to say, are you sick of him? 360 windmill dunking on you every day. <laughs> He's like, oh, here's my wife, Scarlett Johansson. You're like, God damn it. All right. My wife's beautiful too. Go fuck yourself, Colin. It's true. I do feel, I mean, I, I mean, I do feel like there in those aspects, I, I you know, you can't, I, I don't even think of it, but cause he's just also just the best brother. So, yeah. um, I, 
you know, any time that I'm like, like in any moment that I'm like, Oh, I wish I, which doesn't happen that often, believe it or not. that I'm like, Oh, you know, this is, he's got it made. He's just, he just is such a good brother that it's like, I, you know, I hit the jackpot, you know, I hit yeah. the lot the, the brother lottery. He's just the best. Um, and he, I, I think or at an early age, he like excelled at a lot of things like school and, mm-hmm. um, just performing and, you know, like he just, he just did so well that I never, and our parents were always really good at being like, well, you're both great in your own things. So it never gotcha. really felt like competition. There's always going to be a part of me that like, or a part of like a younger brother that like looks up to his older brother and is like, ah, and it's like maybe the greatest version of it. Cause he's like got SNL at like the, the 22 years old and stuff yeah. like that. But throughout all these milestones, I've always like had my own thing going on that he's been super supportive of. So it's not, it doesn't, I, I, you know, I sleep at night. I'm fine. That's good. Well, no, you and, uh, you and Ryan, you and Ryan Reynolds brother should start a support group. Yes. Gary Reynolds <laughs> and, and, and Casey Jost. I don't know. This is Gary. I, just, I, so. I have no idea. Does he have a brother? Yeah, of course. Oh, I, don't I don't know. You can have a sister. I have no idea. Um, I just know about Casey because Casey's super talented. We're talking about comic, but let's talk about Casey. Casey's got Absolutely. all kinds of stuff there going we go. on. Um, so like we're both musicians. So if you don't, you obviously, because you know absolutely nothing about our podcast and nor should you, uh, <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we are, we've known each other since we were very, very little. Um, and we, um, grew up together, been best friends forever. And we were also in a band for a very long time. How many years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15, 16, 16 17, somewhere yeah, in that somewhere range. Seven on and off. We broke up a t- couple of times, got back together, but, um, but we're musicians. So, you know, the first thing that I, I noticed, like when I started like doing my research on you was, um, this band, right? So like what, uh, first of all, are these all, all your buddies from like, uh, like New York and Staten Island or, and yeah. you guys just got together or like, how did this come? Cause it, the music music's really good. Oh, thanks. I've been playing in bands since I was like, yeah, like you guys said, like maybe 15 or something. Oh, well, like was that. it when you were a baby? Cause I see a little teeny guitar back there. Was that like your first no, guitar? <laughs> I have a, I have a daughter on the way and we decided to get like a, a matching guitar, like a oh, that's awesome. Awesome. guitar. Congratulations. Yeah, so I, have ki- I have a kid coming in like so, uh, a few minutes. Yes, <laughs> me too, man. Dude, I'm, literally he does in two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Two and a half weeks. Uh, I'm, I, I'm about six and a half. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yours, is a, yours is a Christmas. Mine's a Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. That's great. We, know, we <laughs> yeah. guys, we know but, what you guys were up to nine months ago. Yeah. So if you see me sprint <laughs> out of here all of a sudden, yeah. it's because I'm heading okay. to the airport. No, I'm I just, I took me a second. I, I, I got that on delay. That's very yeah. funny. Yeah. Tevin wow. Barkman is going to be living in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. You got to sell that joke to Ron Hack. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I gotta change my name to Ron. Yeah, you might. No. Yes. It's too good. It's too good for Ron. Yes. Um, yeah, but that's, yeah, I got that. I, I, cause I've had this guitar for a little bit. Um, guitar. and I, I, so I, I, it was the closest match I could find. And so we yeah. thought it was fun. That's really cool. I see you got like all the accoutrements. So you must've been getting peppered with Amazon packages too. Like Kevin over here is yeah. getting Insane. smashed with like tons of, uh, here's everything you'll ever need. And a million diapers. Yeah. Is yeah. it your first Kevin or it is my first Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. So yeah. So Kevin, Kevin, uh, is a little bit older than you, but this is his first kid. And, uh, I've already got two and, uh, I've sat on a microwave several thousand times to (laughs) ensure that I don't like vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no That's amazing. Yes. Yes. I just stay, I just stand in front of a, uh, one of those batting cage things and just let the bulls smash (laughs) me in the nuts. Yeah. Low blow. Taking it back to low blow. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but going back to your question with the music stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like since high school, I've been playing with some friends that we just kind of grew up playing in different iterations of bands, depending on like how much time, you know, we had and just, you know, incestuous, like, Oh, you're like, you know, you're in my band. I'm in your band. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff. And I had played in the band for like a long time playing drums and I was always kind of writing my own songs. And so after college, I, decided like, Oh, I'm just going to get a few of my friends that I've been playing with, uh, you know, on and off and make this band. It's like, um, two other dudes and, uh, my friend Jenny, and she's mm-hmm. like me, her and I trade off vocals a lot. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've been doing that for a long time. We are still a band, but it's gotten harder. Cause like, like, you know, uh, the members are like a firefighter, a teacher and a guidance counselor. And so like well, the weirdest version of the village people, yeah, that's like that's a, what it's a, like. yeah. you guys wear the uniforms, like a, like a, a city job, like a, a near, a near a city job version of, yeah. With, awesome. Like they all have, they have better benefits than the village people. Um, <laughs> 
but uh yeah it's so so they've been busy and so i've been recording on my own and so i i have like now i think at this point like three or four albums under just my name casey jost and so that's kind of the direction i've been going in just although i have a whole ton of songs that i'm still waiting to like get together with with that band, which was less vinyl mm-hmm. and record those. So it's, you know, in my mind, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I got to save these for the band. That's going to be great. Cause I want them to bring their, you know, their talent to those songs. But then there's other ones that I'm like, Oh, this is a kind of slightly different direction. I'm just going to record this on my own. So I, you know, I, I'm always writing songs. It's just like an exercise that I've been doing since high school. It's just, it's yeah, so once you fun. get into it, you like just keep doing, especially when you're writing original music, it's not like about a cover. And obviously you very, um, interesting and uh, very indie vibe type music. And I love, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I listen to measly. Yeah. It's really oh, good. Cool. I yeah. really like the Thank song. You. I don't care. I don't care at all yet. Yeah. That song yeah. is awesome. I really enjoy Thanks, it. Thanks man. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. That one was, that was, that's a fun one. Thank you. Isn't so, that, is that the one that uh, was the, is that the one that was the, the, the theme song for the, the podcast? Uh, what's it called? Damn it. The one with Sal and, um, Oh, what say you, what's no, that was yeah. one. That was one called F for effort. And that's that was, one, yeah, that was, that was a less vinyl tune. Yep. And that one, yeah, that was, that one's done very well. Like, or, or a lot of people have, have talked to me about it because it, it was like, you know, so many people listen to that podcast. And, mm-hmm. and so they found a lot of people found the band and just even my own stuff through that, which is, That's cool. which is so nice of those guys to pick it. I remember when Q from the show was like, Hey, um, we're doing me and Sally doing this podcast. Like, could we use this song? I really like it. I think it would be great to like start the podcast. And I was like, like, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, it's been great. Yeah. Those guys have always been really encouraging for music stuff. I've got to do a lot of that music stuff on the show on Mm -hmm. jokers, which is like crazy. I didn't think that job would get to be like that. And it's so fun. Do you you think it's harder to make like serious music for yourself? Like, like, or do you think it's harder to make like content that's like funny like when you're trying, is it harder to be mm. serious when you're used to making funny stuff or funny when you're, when you have serious stuff? I believe I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like harder. Either one is harder, especially cause I, I, I like doing both so much that I would say that I waited a really long time to do comedic stuff, like in a way that I was performing uh, because I wanted to keep it separate. Like I, you know, I was doing right. stand up and improv and I was like, not really trying to bring music into it. Because I was like, well, because if people listen to my music, I don't want them to think it's all a joke or something. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, and so, <laughs> yeah. So, like, like it depends on how I'm feeling. But in general, I would like when I write a song or when I'm working on a song, my first instinct is just to make a, a song. And it doesn't, it's not necessarily, you know, because I would, the, the dilemma I always have though, because it's like, like, even when I explain to certain people, like, I have some songs that are comedic and I have some other songs that are, I'm like, they're not serious. Like, right. It's, it's they're, it's, I'm always like, how do I explain this? They're, um, I, so I think I, I think I broke it down where I'll say like, um, they're, uh, I, I write, I write dumb, funny songs and I don't know. I forget. I forget what I was to say. Like, like Dude, I, I, I had not- a, I had a way. What you're saying is like basically like there. What it sounds like is that you're you're still towing the, like the line of like not necessarily parody, but you're not like taking it too seriously. Like there's some people, the songwriters out there that are just like very deep and like you know like that. And I'm not saying you're not deep. That came out wrong. What I'm, I'm not, saying is I, that like I, I agree though. <laughs> I, don't think, I wouldn't right, say well, that. I'm, I don't yeah, think my, I, my I don't think the effect I ever want from yes. anything I make is like deep. Yeah, you don't want like, someone wow, who's like so who's like 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 taking a razor and flitting it in the in the bathtub, thinking about your music or playing it in the background. Like, should I? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's not what you want. But like, there's um, uh, I, I agree. Like, it's it's uh, it, it's uh, it's whatever. Like, you're you're you've got that common thread through your through your music. We were just talking to um, another musician. His name is Ryan Hempsey, and he's a Philadelphia musician. And one of the things that's really interesting when you listen to his music is there's this undertone of blues, right? Like you'd hear it, mm. like, especially if you're a musician, you've like, you know, again, written music and, and you've been playing music for a long time, you could just catch it. And um, it's something that he just like said, like, you know, it's, it's weird because I don't really even think that I did that consciously. It's just kind of there. Like it's kind of, in yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's just the way the songs swing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, but he's yeah. very, but, but if you listen to his music, it's all very different. Like it's, it's, um it's kind of all over the place, which is pretty cool. But um, so yeah. Chris, and we, Chris and I, as he said, are musicians. So we know what it's like to have tough gigs and, and stuff like that. What, what do you think's harder 
bombing musically or bombing comedically? Ooh. Oh, I think comedically is, is like what is, is a, a worse feeling, but it's a, it's a good thing to do. Cause it's instant, it's instant, you know, feedback. Whereas like people give you more of a chance with music and like, people are more willing to be like, I didn't like that song, but like that guitar part was cool. Or like the drummer's good. Like there's there, people are always looking for something they like, whereas comedy, they're like, no, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, boo, and, silence. Great. That's <laughs> yeah. And then I always think that with the improv too, like I'd rather bomb with improv because like, you're just making it up on the spot. Whereas like, if you bomb with up, like the people are like, Oh my God, he wrote this down. Yeah. He's been practicing you know, like, in spots when he's been going from yeah. place to place. And <laughs> yeah. why is he keeping on doing it? He, he, he thought this was funny enough to write it down, memorize it and then speak it to us. Like whereas improv, it's like, you're just saying it on the All spot. The so, you know, yeah, we um so we have a really uh, or had I guess now uh, a really cool uh, comedy club right down the street from us here in Warriors for Pennsylvania called Soul Joel's, and it's uh, Joel uh, Richardson who was a promoter. Yeah, in I know. New York. Yeah, all right, there you go. He's from, Joel. He's from Staten Island. Oh yeah. Okay, there you go. I've known Soul Joel for like ten years or more. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That that place yeah, was totally. was five minutes from where like, we are where we right live. now. Yeah. But it was just. Really I'm sorry, it shut down. Yeah, it was only yeah. open. That wasn't open that long, right? Two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a, that's that's great. Yeah, he he. For a year and uh, he's one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. He's insane. Like and like the amount of talent, the kind of talent that he brought to Royersford, and which, by the way, so the setup was this: the giant dome that the background was trains that go by regularly and interrupt comics and a beach <laughs> where people put their chairs and, and watched, you know, uh, people do and not like a good beach, like a beach where you would expect to find like a crack pipe uh, oh, yeah, or yeah. like a needle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Condoms. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. It was so, a very uh, odd place to have a co- comedy club, <laughs> yeah. an outdoor comedy club. But you'd, you'd see people go up there and they would go. And the cool thing is like all these really great comics would be there and they were going there kind of to work out their stuff. So yeah. I remember seeing Steve burn there and he's like, sitting there, he sent a joke and he was like, well, that didn't work. Like they're just like, whoop, they're just taking another notebook and crossing it out. It's, it's pretty cool to watch that process though. So, uh, and you mentioned the improv and I did see that you were also in UCB. Is that where you kind of like started into that kind of, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I, I had been doing it since high school. Like I, I, I would do like, you know, the short form, kind of improv games, like a whose line is anyway kind of thing. And, sure. um, I had, we had a teacher who was into that stuff and would every year we would do an improv show, which was so fun. I loved it. It was like the first thing in my life that I was like, Oh, I feel good at this. And I get to get, I get to go on stage and say anything I want. And I really felt that was freeing and I loved it. So I was more into that or I was, I felt like at a, at that time, like I was at a higher level than I was also playing music shows and, but I was, you know, I was in high school. I wasn't very good yet. Mm-hmm. And, but like, it was interesting. Cause I was definitely like, Oh, I love, I love doing this improv stuff. And I continued it so throughout college. I just did every, every show I could. And I was doing even stand up once in a while, but mostly improv. And then when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to, I I've heard about UCB. I'm going to take classes at UCB. I think I may have even like tried to see shows like between my junior and senior year. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I did. And I took all the classes and I got on a house team after like five years of, of like just performing and how I met my, my wife, just doing like indie shows, you know, like smaller shows that like weird in the back of a weird bar and, in like in a beach you know, lower a side <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a beach yeah. with a, with a keg that had gone on fire. Cause it was at a bonfire <laughs> for teenagers. Uh, no, uh, but like doing all those improv shows was so much fun and like getting on a house team. And then that means you're performing every week, at least once a week. And sometimes you'd be asked to do different shows. So I was doing like between two and three shows for years. Wow. Just, it was, I mean, it's so fun awesome. until the, honestly, up until the pandemic where I was doing a show every Saturday, Mm-hmm. like to like a sold out crowd. It was so much fun. That's so cool. Did you now, are you getting back into it now that the pandemic's kind of like waning or? Yeah, I I've done a bunch. I just did a show the other night. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think like late Tuesday night I did a show and, um, yeah, it's been really fun. There's just been a lot of, of like opportunities that are coming back and, uh, improv's definitely one that I hope I get to just always do. I, I really, until the pandemic, I was like, I'm just going to do this forever. I don't care. It's like yeah. my favorite thing. You love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're one also of these, like, a writer. Old guys. What's yeah. that? What you say? <laughs> I was going to be one of these old guys that's like yes. still doing. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking yeah. about. 
Um, so the, uh, yeah, so you're like, obviously a very prolific writer too. So there's like, um, uh, you, you wrote for late, late night with Jimmy Fallon and mm-hmm. uh, you're writing with, uh, writing for uh, the Snoop. I'm not sure if you're still doing it. If, is that show still on Joker's Wild? The, the- Joker's Wild? No, no, I don't think it is anymore. I, I did one season and that was awesome. It was really fun. I, I, one thing that was really crazy was aside from you writing like these games for it mm-hmm. and like you would, and the games are kind of weird. They have to have like sort of a Venn diagram of like that a celebrity can slip into it, but also be kind of like, you know, Snoop Dogg themed, which could mean like weed or hip hop or (laughs) Martha Stewart, like whatever, like it was was anything can kind of go. And so I, I wrote this one that was like, it was a rap battle. It was like a rap, like cadence thing about being hangry. And the contestant has to guess like what specifically this guest is hang is, is hangry for. Like what what do you want to eat? Right. Yeah. So it was, and I, and so I wrote this whole thing and it would just be, it was ice cube and Snoop Dogg trading lyrics back and forth about like, like Dunkaroos or something, (laughs) but like, as like, that's the answer, but you kind of have clues throughout these raps, but I wrote it within my head, like in ice cubes voice and in Snoop's voice. And then they did it. And like, I got to like, I got to ghost write for, Ice cube and wild. Dog. That is so <laughs> wild. Great. So insane. So that was like definitely like a highlight in a way of like my career, just because I grew up like loving like nineties rap. Like, oh, and, yeah. and I mean, those two specifically, I mean, I just like legends in the, in, in, in that. And so to, to make this dumb version of a thing that they've, you know, of a, a style that they created was really fun. That's so cool. So while we're on the topic of writing, I, saw that you and your brother are writing the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I was yeah. compelled to Which is have Bonix on to awesome. talk about Donatello. <laughs> yeah, so we had DJ Bonix on, who's Wiz Khalifa's DJ, and he's cool. a monster Donatello fan. Yeah, like he that is collects, such a fun fact. That is he, such a fun fact. <laughs> he collects like an enormous amount of like Dude, Donatello figures. Strictly Donatello, which strictly is so Donatello. fun. No, no, no. I love it. It's only Donatello. I was at his house at his birthday party, and he was like packing up because he lived, he lived like, like 20 minutes away from here. His mom lives 20 minutes away from here in uh, Lansdale. And mm-hmm. he was like, like, you know, like the, the process of moving, he was moving to Vegas. So he's like, yeah, I got to get rid of a bunch of stuff that I'm not going to take with me. And uh, he had this, his, one of his like little like nephews or something was coming upstairs with a gigantic Donatello, like, uh, you know, uh, action figure. And he had this big poster of him downstairs. Like he, it doesn't wow. just talk the talk. He walks the walk. Well, so, let him know that we actually like cut Donatello from the movie. <laughs> that was going to be my question. Was like with such a, like a, like a virile, like love yeah. of like the I like, know. pop culture love of, of the Ninja Turtles. Does that like make you nervous at all? Like writing for, I, I, you know, writing? I love it too. So I, I'm, I'm just kind of like trying to write the movie that I would love. And I I've been a fan for a really long time. And I think I'm, tr- I think like, you know, I, without giving any details away, like we're trying to make a movie that honors, obviously honors like what we love the most about it, both like how fun and funny it was, but also sometimes dark, sometimes yeah. like spiritual in like a ninjutsu way. Right. We're trying yeah. to like, bring, like fold all that stuff in, bring it back, but also like, you know, make it accessible for new viewers. Cause like, you know, the, you know, the best, the best way to do it is like, if you gave it all to the super duper fans, mm-hmm. like a lot of that stuff already exists. Like, you know, there's a lot of yeah. like cartoons that are like swinging for the super fans and like, you know, fan fiction stuff. And we're, so we're trying to do something that's like, that's inclusive to those super like fans, like die hard from the past, but also like could bring a whole new generation. So that like, the, like our generation that loved it can show it to our kids and they can right. understand it. You know, now is it, you, you mentioned, like you said, will we succeed? So, will we succeed at that? I, I, I don't think. Yes. Well, listen, it can't be any worse than vanilla ice saying, go ninja, yes. go ninja, no, go. So, because it's horrible. That's time. so bad. <laughs> all we know is that we're going to have um, Chris Pratt do all the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Every voice in the movie. Well, I know Michael Bay is involved. So if you give Michelangelo a rocket launcher, I will kill myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, Donatello, so is, Donatello is now got a tank. It's like, what? <laughs> They have all have bul- they all have bulges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is, is it a, uh, so is it, it is a uh, um, live animation, action, right? It's not live action. 
Uh, so uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I can't say for, oh, for okay, certain yeah, either sure, way. Okay. Ideally we would love to have live action, like ideally, right. but like there's a lot of forces at play and what like, you know, it'll probably end up being in a good way, like a hybrid of, you know, cause that's oh, what that's I've cool. been hoping for. Like, you know, uh, as a comparable thing, and I wouldn't say like this kind of muscles, but like, like Drax from guardians is like such, mm-hmm. it looks so good. It, you yeah, know, it's, it's it's that that's that's to me is like where where we should be headed is like the you know how seamless guardians is at doing especially the first one at doing like a you know a nice hybrid of things it looks just those movies look so good are, are you a comic book fan like because you mentioned drax and that's like a very specific thing if you understand if you read or or because guardians of the galaxy which interesting like when you think about the marvel universe it's not one of those ones that is like instantaneously popular if you were talking to com- people that didn't know if people know who like, well, up until the movie, exactly. Like Captain America, people knew them, knew who Captain America was. Like they pretty much mm-hmm. anyone's like, Oh, I've heard of that. If, even if they're not comic book fans, Iron Man, same thing. Even if just from the song, oh, yeah. you know, like, but uh, guardians of the galaxy was only popular really like, and really gained massive popularity when they did the movie. So mm-hmm. are you a big fan of comic books? Were you a big, I, reader? I, 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 you know, honestly didn't know guardians until it came out in oh, theaters. No like okay. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it at all. I, I definitely have been a comic book fan for a long time. And there's a, like, you know, there's elements to that movie that I, I like remembered from nineties stuff. And, you know, I love the deep cut references that, that are coming out now in like the newer film, like the newer stuff, like Loki. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, similar to wrestling, I felt like I grew up with it. I like have a deep seated love of it and turtles too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as I've gotten older a little bit, I've gotten back into a lot of aspects and I've been reading more. Like I have a, I have a good friend named Matt cook. Who's uh, he's, he lives in LA now, but we went to a college together. Great improviser too. He's always kind of like, read this. And I'm like, okay, okay, good. He's like my, you know, my Oh, he's your dealer of, of good, like, he's your yeah. dealer. Is, yes, here, take a look yeah. at this one. So he'll be like Hawkeye and like, he'll give me like the best, <laughs> you know, great. like he's, he's really good at like finding like the best stuff or he just knows he reads everything. And he's, mm-hmm. he really helps me. Um, the one thing though, he has not, I don't think he's read preacher yet, which oh, that, I love preacher so much. And so good. I was yeah, so that's, that's the that's one Seth one Rogen I, produced on uh, FX, yeah. right? Or AMC yeah, or something like that. AMC. Or, yeah. something Did you like that, that show? Sorry. Did you enjoy that show? Not really. No, I, I mean, I liked I liked the first season, and I kind of fell off in the second season. Um, it's a really it's a really hard thing, I think, because um, I, I you know when you read all of the you know the preachers. I mean, I, I read it like in those volumes that are like mm-hmm. I think there's five or four volumes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like the, so good. It's so awesome. So I knew it would be a really uphill battle. And I think they did a great job. And I think it's like, I I almost wish I didn't know because I do think like I have friends that like love it and didn't know, didn't read any of the graphic novels. So it, it, you know, I almost wish I could see it with those eyes. That's that's, so, but it's my own, but I, I, you know, it looks great and it's, it was, the tone was right, but there's just so many little aspects that I'm like, I, I, maybe I need to jump back in. Maybe I need to just give it a fresh. I I thought the same. I mean, it's some of that stuff just doesn't, translate to the screen as well as others. Like mm-hmm. I remember reading the the Watchmen graphic novel and then mm-hmm. watching the original movie and mm-hmm. just being like, this mm-hmm. isn't doing it for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but then watched the series that HBO just did and was blown away by it. So it really yeah. depends on who's I making like that it too. and, and, and how, how you're using the source material. Yeah. So I, I was definitely right there with you. In, but in you know, I, I'm also like open to my opinion changing. Cause like, I, I mean, I, you know, I just finished um, like the entire DC animated universe. Like I, as a kid, I obviously, I, I love Batman um, the animated series and I never liked when it switched animation. And then when it went into like, uh, Superman, the animated series, like I went into that style. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched all of it. And I was like, I, I'm surprised I didn't like this so good. And then it goes into the justice league. And mm-hmm. I, I literally watched all of that. Like, I, I think I was like, I need to have, be a child before I have a child. Like, <laughs> you were binge like, watching it. You're getting it all in <laughs> every night. I would watch like three to four episodes of it while my, like my wife sleeps next to me. <laughs> like I was just like up late yeah <laughs> did well, you check out um because we were we i knew you're gonna bring it up i was just gonna say chris recommended this to me guys oh, wait we talking about harley quinn yeah, yeah harley, harley quinn, quinn on hbo oh i haven't seen it yet i haven't it seen is, it yet but i mean it is it, it, anything like the like the episodes that they had like like back in the 90s like the harley quinn and poison ivy episodes were so good it is 
hilarious. They did a great job. It's it seriously laugh out loud funny. It was I was shocked. I like I knew I would like it because again the source material and I do like that character. I like that character. Um, yeah. But the way that they did it, it was very. It's very like adult. It's very but and but very very and very funny. I love it. I think DC, DC is like headed in the right direction with stuff like this and with the the newer Suicide Squad. I'm, I think they need to have some more fun. Yeah, you know. Well, we yeah. I, one weird one. It's a, not a. It's a live. Um, it's it's um, not animated, but is uh, Doom Patrol, which is just. It is very. It's very cool, but very strange. I'm not sure if you watch Doom Patrol, but that one. I is haven't like, seen it yet. It, it, it's on HBO. HBO Max. I know. Uh, but it, it's it's bizarre it's, as hell, man. Just like, it's, what the hell is <laughs> literally? You recommend it? Like, oh yeah, if you if you want to like have your mind blown and just be like, I can't, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, I can't wait. Right oh, now. I want to yeah. watch this. That's it's great. the yes. weirdest it's shit been, ever. Really I would like because he watched it before me, and I would text him. I'm like, why? What? There's a talking donkey. That yeah, what, the, what's happening? Yeah, right there's now? a talking donkey, and people are jumping out of his ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Bananas. Yeah, it's pretty weird <laughs> so like, it's funny because we're like talking about this and like your question was do you like comic books and yeah. stuff like in, in that universe and my, of course the answer is yes but like i'm always so i feel like uh i have imposter syndrome because like <laughs> i just know that there are so many people who who are like so much more up on it but like anytime something comes out i'll watch it like i love it all like i yeah. will i you know like I, i'm watching like I've watched like the Marvel Punisher series. I like love that. Like I, I love all the, all this stuff, the boys, like any even thing that's like close to like a comic booky thing. I do. I'm like a sucker for it. But at the same time, I do think I'm still probably in the category of like surface, you know? Oh, I don't think he's, I don't think so. Like, well, we talked about this before. Cause we talked yeah. about like, growing up in like the the 80s and 90s it was like there was these kind of like hard lines in the sand it was like like i wasn't i didn't read comic books like i was all like i was sports collectibles like i was baseball mm-hmm. cards and and then that type of stuff i wasn't like i had to find your you had to, and video games like i had to find your thing to nerd out i couldn't nerd out on everything and i didn't pick up mm-hmm. on the comic book stuff until you know the the cinema you know, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So I can't sit here and say that I'm a comic book fan because I never read the comic books, but I enjoy mm-hmm. the universes so much that I've seen it all. But I'm in Love the same, yeah. I'm very surface level too, where I'm not as married to the source material. So I don't have as much of a hard opinion of when the movies and TV shows come out. I tend to enjoy it a lot more because it doesn't piss me off as much as somebody right, like, who yeah, is that's true. married to the source. Someone's material. mad that they're calling them infinity stones instead of gems. Like they're gems, <laughs> they're not stones. Like, right. Yeah, I, I get it, but you don't have to get all also about the, it. The Thanos in the comic book was like not not as cool as the, what not the Thanos they made. So you, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, it works both ways. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, totally. I, yeah, you could you could definitely take somebody that again, material wise maybe in the comic books wasn't nearly as, as provocative or cool, but, and then really make them come to life and be a little bit different. Um, when you actually get them in, into a, in, into a, a live action thing, like, like you said, Thanos is a great example of that. Um, so, uh, you, we were talking about writing and we went, we devolved into yeah. comic books. And I was going to ask you about your experience working with, um, Jimmy Fallon. Like how, how did that come about? And like, how long did, did you do that for a long time or no, it was only like six months. So, um, I had been doing a show with a friend that was like a kind of like a late night format, but like just at a bar, mm-hmm. but we would write like desk pieces and like things to do together. I feel like it's um, that. Was that on YouTube? Like it, it kind of had yeah. like a old, like it almost had like an old, I was the one I watched you guys were mm-hmm. performing as a, as uh less vinyls. And it, I can't, I don't know who it was, but some dude, um, He's like an older guy and like a white. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. That was different. Oh. That was like public access. That was Staten so Island. funny. Dude, that so was that so was, funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was this thing where, yeah, it was actually for the F, that song F for Effort. Yeah. I, 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 on that show, people would come on and lip sync. And I was always like, why don't people like lip syncing instead of like just playing a song? So right. I was like, oh, we should do that as a music video. Go on and pretend we're going to like say that we're going to play a song live, but it's so clearly. So we just like, and it was public access. So it's like, it looks terrible yeah, and dude. it's just so bizarre. Um, and so we would go, I, me and my friend would actually go on that show all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a little bit different. But, oh, okay. but this was this other thing where I would, I, like we would do it just, it was like a live bar show that we would, we would film sometimes and put it up on Facebook and YouTube. 
And uh, I, I, me and him wrote this piece where we're basically saying the same thing at the same time, like accidentally, you know, but it goes for like an insanely long time. It's kind (laughs) of like a sketch. So we're like, wait, what? No way. Stop saying what I'm saying. Like we're all saying the same thing. And um, one of the producers at um, Fallon saw it through just mutual channels and was like, Hey, do you want to submit a packet to the show? I, I saw that and it was really funny. So I submitted a packet and they, they really liked it. And they brought me in, in for an interview where I met Fallon and I met the other Ken writer and everyone else. And, um, it just went, it's just one of those interviews that just like went well, like they were like, what are things you like? And what would you like to see? And I like pitched a bit and they were like, Oh, that's crazy. We're doing that. Oh, that exact pitch. We're doing that on Friday. Oh wow! Like, and I was like, oh, I was like, wow, that's crazy. And so it just like it hit it off. And then I didn't that like after that meeting, like an hour or two later, uh, they were like, Hey, you start Monday. And I was like, Oh my God. Wow. And I was, I think I was 23 at the time. This was like February of 2010. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was there for like, you know, they do it in cycles where they bring writers in for three months to see how they are. And I made it through past one cycle. And then they had me for a second cycle. And then they were like, okay, that's, that's good. You did Good job. Bye. Oh, yeah. Like, right, uh, I guess that's it, huh? Okay, cool. But yeah. it was, I mean, it's, I, I, I don't regret it. It was like so much fun and I have no hard feelings. And, and Jimmy was great. He was like such a good boss. My office was next to his. He would sometimes come in and be like, I have these John Vervedo shoes, but they're a little big. Do you want them? And I'd be like, You're yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> and I look them up online and they're like $600 shoes. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Thanks, man. That's pretty um, awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. So he, you were doing great. that at 23. Like yeah. we're doing, we're doing gravity bong hits in Chris's bathtub. Like <laughs> when we're 23. Yeah. That's, so that's it's, impressive. Yeah. Someone might want us to, to do that for a living. I would think the, the story would have been funnier if he went in and submitted the packet and he was like, this is my idea. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're doing this on Friday. See you later, pal. Like, steal your idea <laughs> yeah. and never call you again. I know. <laughs> that's how they get you. Uh, you guys have yeah. brilliant ideas. Yeah. They're everybody else's <laughs> ideas. We just bring interviewees in and take them. Um, <laughs> so you, so uh, the reason I asked about Fallon too, because uh, the Fallon's house band is the roots. And so that's something yeah. that we kind of have in common because we hung out with the roots once. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we recorded our first album, same time they were at same studio as them. We came up in that same era, you know, late nineties when they were blowing up, we were, we were just starting out in, in the Philadelphia scene. Yeah. We got to hang out with them on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, once where I got very drunk and embarrassed myself in front of them, which was, just lovely drunk on um, it's better. It's wait. better to have that story than no story at all. Yeah, exactly. He had, he, uh, kept drunk on white wine. Yes. Like a, like cheap, a, like a, like a, white wine, like a really cool 20 year old would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cork floating in the bottle, like a complete asshole. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, oh, so you're the guy that they told yeah, me. Yeah. hundred percent. We really yeah. hope I do wish I, that that story I, would surface I, back. Like, I remember that guy. That would be great. Um, so do you think they were the night they were so nice. They were so cool. They're, yeah, they're really, really, and they, they're they really awesome. elevated that show in so many ways too. I mean, they continued, they continue to. Do you, uh, do you think it's more difficult writing music or writing like jokes and community? Oh, that's interesting. I, 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 de- I mean, personally, I've been doing the music thing for so long that it's just like second nature in a lot of ways. And it's, it's, it's really fun and easy for me. I think sometimes not, I mean, not always. And you go through periods where you're like, I'm having trouble finding something I really want, but I'm my own boss for that. So in that way, it's really easy. Whereas writing comedy, you know, if I'm writing something for myself, like a character piece or something like a stand up to do at a show, I, I think it's pretty easy. And, and, and I have like a whole, you know, I have like notes and notes and notes throughout time that I'm like, if I'm just with someone and I think of something, I just jot it down and I'll like fill it out later. And there's stuff I could find in my phone right now. That's like, Oh, that's like a, that's a character idea that I, I haven't fleshed out all the way yet. But like, I know I have a show coming up and I could kind of like work on that for the next couple of days. And then, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're writing jokes for someone else, I think that's more difficult. Oh yeah. Mon- like, like the grind of monologue jokes, if we're just talking about like, you know, with like late night yeah. the grind of monologue jokes is insane. I mean, and there are people who are just do it so well that I really admire that can turn out like 70 monologue jokes a day. That's and see, you know, like, like it's all going to be topical and like in the voice yeah. of the person that's doing it, which has got to be, I'm sure that like after a period of time, you're, you know, you get it. But like, I, to your point, like to stay on top of that and to be that good and on top and sharp, because they have to be yeah. like monologues. You can 
you can eat shit doing a monologue pretty quickly and, and not win the crowd over, I, you know, um, so that's gotta be really tough. I think just the, you know, the grind of like looking at material and like finding a POV and, and generating something that's like earnestly funny in that category is to me, like, oh, that's harder. That's just, that's just hard. It's not even like, if you, if you told me if I, I if I had like, you know, a couple hours to write like 10 good monologue jokes, I would struggle. I would pull my hair out and, and I, you know, I could get it done because I, you know, I've been doing it or not even just that, but like I've, I've been around comedy long enough that I know like, Oh, okay. I know how to find a premise. I know how to, I know the structure of it, but there are people who do could do 70 in a matter of like a couple hours and they'd all be better than my 10, you know? Yeah. Like it, yeah. it's insane. Like they're just people who are just, whose mind just works that way. And it's like, it's like, if you do it long enough, it's like writing a song where you're like, okay, I know the verse, I know the chorus. Okay. The bridge, I should probably start with this chord because I've done that, you know, like yeah, you just figure out a structure of how to, how to do it. And we were talking to, um, so, and this is someone that you, I would assume know, which is, and I can't say his last name. I, I, I butcher it every time. Jiggy. Uh, oh yeah. Jigarian. Mark Jigarian. <laughs> I was like, why are you even saying his last name? I know when he said, in fact, when I said like, Hey, how I introduce you? I can't really say your name. He said, just say Jiggy. Um, but when we were talking boy. about talking to him about, um, cause I was talking about, uh, doing up, and we were talking about crowd work and a, I had mentioned, um, you know, what, some of the, probably one of the, uh, what I think is maybe the best person that does crowd work with is, which is big Jay Okerson. I've never seen mm. anybody better at doing it than him. Um, He's incredible. yeah, but and, and like, that's like the kind of thing that you're talking about, which is like, you know, if you get used to doing things or maybe you're just naturally inclined to do it, um, it becomes like second nature to you. So like the monologue jokes is maybe like something that they've just got that in them that they know how to be able to process that kind of information quickly yes. come out with a really good output, similar to yep. how maybe you write music, way faster than somebody who's not necessarily been doing it for a long time. Or another thing I, I feel like it, it, where I excel, you know, since we're tooting horns here, <laughs> um, uh, no, is like, and, and, and I, cause it just came up cause I was talking to a friend who was, who gave me this compliment was like, if I'm in a, in a room, which I've been in a lot of like comedy room, like writers rooms. Writers, yeah. And if somebody needs, like, we're like, we have to set problem solve with like a funny thing. Like, Oh, we need a cold open for the show. Or we need like this thing. I, I, I could generate ideas fast. Like I, I, like in the moment like that, I could really kind of, I don't know why my brain goes into this thing. It's like, okay, we need something like this. I would like, all right, here's an option. It could be this. And you know how everyone's saying this is, I, I, I think that's where I'm good, mm-hmm. you know, at like kind of spitballing ideas. And then someone else talks like, you know, brings another angle to it. And like, we, then we build something like that's my, a, my favorite part of this whole industry or career that I've chosen. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like what I like about improv is like yeah, you're on stage, you can say whatever you want and like other people. Yeah. yeah. And I, that's, that to me is like my, my, my favorite part. The thing that I, I think that I, I excel at and why I, I like this job. That's interesting because like it does, the correlation makes a whole lot of sense. Cause in improv, in improv, you're not staying on a premise for a very particularly long period of time. So the idea generation and maybe the funny, the, the funny premise or that, that, like that, that punch of it, you can get too quickly. But like, as you point, like if I had to do like 60 uh, improv jo- or monologue jokes around the stuff that's happening right now, it'd be a struggle because I have to stay on that topic for a long period of time. and can't like shift my brain into whatever that next thing is. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Cause uh, improv is never like, Hey, we're going to talk about this one particular premise for an hour and a half. It's always just like, we're doing this and then you move on to the next thing and, and so on. So um, that, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Uh, how, how, how you, you operate there now from a, from a writing perspective, what else are, are you obviously you're, focused on this, uh, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, movie, but what else, what else you got going on? Um, you know, I'm, I've been kind of coming up with some TV shows to pitch, you know, like Jokers has been so much fun, but at a certain point, I, you know, I, I, I want to continue doing that, but like, I like the idea of also <laughs> pitching my own. Yeah. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> They're here. Um, no, I, <laughs> there's other ideas I have for shows. So I've been kind of like, you know, working with, some production companies or just even like taking some ideas out on my own and, uh, fleshing them out, whether I'm in them or not, just like ideas that I have for TV shows. So that's, that's a thing that I, I care a lot about and it's really fun to come up with and, um, could be the next steps in terms of, um, you know, I, you know, I've been on jokers now since it began, but I'm not like a creator on it because the four guys kind of came up with it. And then they brought me in once the show got picked up for, for a series. 
and it's been so fun, but I would kind of like to do that now. <laughs> I'd like to yeah, have a show that gets picked up yeah. and I want to bring a little Casey Jost if he's out there. Yes. Uh, different name, hopefully yes. weird. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, it's like a young, like a young woman named Casey Jones. I got single white female sort of <laughs> yeah. has the same By hair myself. as you. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's cool. Right, so do you prefer that? Do you like, so there's the performance element to it. Cause you mentioned like, it doesn't have to have me in it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather be like, if you see yourself later on down the road, do you see yourself more of a, I'm going to produce, I'm going to write, I'm going to create, but I'll be putting it with somebody else to actually delivering it. Or would you rather be the person that's kind of the star and then have other material that you would work with? I've had a great, I would say decade of doing all, doing all of it. And I would ideally like to continue that, um, where I'm doing a little bit of producing, a little bit of writing, a little bit on camera once in a while, or like I'll get asked to get a gig where I'm like doing like a man on the street thing or, um, asked to do music for stuff. Like, so ideally it would just be, you know, another decade of that, of what I've been doing, which is, which is that, um, a mix of things. But at the end of the day, like if I had to choose, I, I don't know. I, I, I really, started this by performing and I love like live performance. I love improv. I like being on camera. That stuff's fun, but I, I, I really get high on the supply of, uh, <laughs> you know, enjoying the journey. And, and part of that is like that, like making the sausage and like getting, going back to cooking, mm-hmm. um, but like <laughs> right, right back to the beginning that, that collaboration I was talking about is like the thing that I like the most. And so if I could just continue like getting paid to collaborate in that way, that's, that's what I like more than anything. I think I've also seen a lot of, um, like of people get fame mm-hmm. and blow up and get to that degree. And I, I don't like envy it. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not, it's, I don't desire it the way I think, you know, some people do, or especially people who, who see that and like want that. I, I definitely almost like it less. I, I, you know, especially with the jokers being so notable now, it like literally interrupts our show from being filmed. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, so, so that's like, <laughs> you know, a, a, an annoyance, but it's, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good problem to have, uh, you know, and Colin, like, you know, obviously like some, there are some people out there that like, are, you know, want to, you know, uh, break the, you know, get through and, you know, interrupt his privacy, you know, and, and things about his life. So that's another trade off of it that I don't envy. And, uh, you know, you even like once in a while, since I've done some on camera stuff, like I'll get recognized and it's a nice thing, obviously, like anybody in the world would be like, Oh, that's a cool thing. But you're also kind of instantly like, Oh shit. Like people, people know me. And it's like this weird thing of like, I, my whole life I've been like anonymous and, you know, you know, I'm not really the kind of person to be like, this coffee is bad. <laughs> but if I am now, if I, if there's a moment <laughs> where my coffee's bad and right. let's say somebody knows me and they're like, that guy's a dick. He said his coffee was bad. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what it, that's, that's, that's a better headline than Casey Jones. Some, some, coffee snob. Yeah. Somebody no, made, yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Mad. You can TMZ just, is never like, TMZ is never like they made, this person's coffee bad. It's always yes. like, he's a dick. You know? yeah, exactly. It's like, geez, what, what about the actual quality control of this place? I know. What about, just, yeah. What about the coffee guys? Yeah, exactly. You, you can just tell them you're tan France. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, pale France. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, 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 I like, I mean, not to get, you know, I, it's, it probably sounds like, you know, even pretentious to be like, I don't even want the fame, but the thing that drives me more so is just like, I, you know, it's, this is super pretentious, but the art. No, that's, I don't think it's pretentious at all. I think that, you know, no, uh, you, I mean, you guys definitely get it. Cause you guys are, yeah, you, know, you gotta do it for the, for the love of the game. Like, like yeah, we started doing this. Nobody was listening to us. It was like two best friends that were shouting into the ether. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it was, and it's it was, just as fun. Yeah. Oh my 100%. God. Yeah, it, was, it was great. And, 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 but no, but then, you know, you start to have people do it. It doesn't like, I don't, I don't think that, you know, I mean, unless and not, not again, just like you, I'm not saying world don't give us this. Like, you know, we be, have like a I podcast know. network and, you know, be like a Rogan, know. you know, and get paid hundreds of millions of dollars on Spotify. I would love that. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm not expecting it. And really I'm doing it because we, we enjoy doing it. Um, we had uh, a, uh, the guitarist from Candlebox, Brian Quinn on. And, oh. um, it, and, and again, this is kind of speaks to the art part. And this is why I don't think it's pretentious because Brian Quinn 
has probably just as much fulfillment. And he said he, he enjoys it as much to go to the, what was the place? The Bridgeport something or other Bridgeport rib house, rib house and play in front mm. of like 20 people. And sometimes that's even more nerve wracking when you hear like the plate scraping and the bus boy dropping totally. something. And you know, like there's a, a, a baseball game in the background and he's, but he's still playing guitar at this place. It's a local place and he loves, loves to do it. And then he gets on a plane and he goes to a stadium and plays in front of 20,000 people. He, he doesn't yeah. need to play the Bridgeport rib house. He chooses nope. to because yeah. he loves just doing it. It doesn't matter who the audience is. It's just because he loves to do it. So I think that's fair. I love that. I, I'll say like the only way I would back up or, or, or backtrack on what I said is like the nice thing sometimes is the opportunities to create more yeah. that come from that, like maybe notoriety. So like, that's, that's the other side of it. That's nice is like, you know, having a little, like, you know, getting a little bit of, of recognition for the things you make, not only does it feel good, but also it, it leads to other things that will, so you could continue that process. So there's that element, which is, is nice. And, and the same thing with like, I, you know, that, that ribs place might be able to put anyone up, but like the fact that he's played in such an incredible band that like, it, you know, it gives him that, even that small gig, which could lead to other things that are help you scratch that itch. So that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good anecdote though. Like what, you know, and his name's Brian Quinn, which is very fun. Yeah. Which is, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oddly enough, there's a weird, there's a weird, like we have a very weird, like, um, like, uh, connection into the impractical jokers universe for a a myriad of different reasons, getting connected to you, to Jiggy. We, Brian Quinn Mm -hmm. is somebody that we interviewed that isn't that Brian Quinn. (laughs) Kind of made a joke yeah. about myrrh that was terrible a couple weeks ago. Frankincense. <laughs> I stick by it. Myrrh and frankincense. Oh, that's good. I already like it. <laughs> oh, I like it. It was just. It was I don't awful. even need to hear it. <laughs> it was rough. It was real bad. Yeah, I love it. But it was good. It was funny. <laughs> it was good. Be- it was funny because it was bad. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's great mm-hmm. because you you do one of the things, that, and I, I say it consistently. Even every single guest that we've had on the show, we've had a lot of really good guests. Has been really humble, really cool. Um, very much about the art, not pretentious in any way, shape or form, not like big timing, you know, that kind of thing, which is really, really nice, you know? And it's almost like you worry that that we're batting a thousand so far. I'm so concerned, like the next person that we bring on the show is going to end up stinking and like, you know, not wanting, not like being as open as most are, you know? So you never know what you get. They're mixed bag. We've been lucky so far, thankfully. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I think it's it's so fun to hear other people's perspectives too. And you could listen to it, but it's so nice when you get to ask the questions. So it's cool that you guys are like, you, you know, I, 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 I like the name of your podcast too, like Digging the Dome. It's, it's, it, it, it lets you know what to expect from... Yeah, you know, we like to dig in we, and, and find out all kinds of stuff yeah, about people. When we, it's important to us to let the guests that we have on talk, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. Like yeah. we're ancillary. People want to hear from the people that we have on we want to ask you the questions, hopefully some cool ones, not like dry, banal minutia oh, yeah. questions that you get all the time. So, you know, that, that part of it is important to us. You know, we don't want to pepper them with our own anecdotes and, and stuff no. like that. We want to kind of have people open up a little bit, which is cool. And we really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Well, like, having correlations, awesome. like dude, like with some things that we do, like, I mean, like, cause we, you're a musician, we're a musician. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably tie that stuff in a little bit, but it's yeah. like, well, let me tell you the 15 minute story about me. It's like, they don't care about us. Mm-hmm. They care about our guests. I don't know. I, I bet you they, I bet you they care more than you think, but uh, yeah, maybe, um, maybe. I, it is nice. It is. I love like when, well, you know, having a conversation with people who also just like kind of know the vernacular with music stuff. So you could just kind of like get on the same page right away. It's really fun. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of the, I, another question I just wanted to ask real quick was, um, and this is just, again, going back to it, it's, it's gotta be really cool that your sister-in-law is Scarlett Johansson. So <laughs> I gotta know, like, is this like, do you guys, does your, you have a close family where you guys are all going to be eating Thanksgiving and you're like, Hey, pass me the potatoes, like to black widow or is that <laughs> not a thing? That's- <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I guess like, I mean, you know, it was immediately casual, like a normal because of her personality. Like the first time I met her, she was just instantly really cool. And she's inquisitive and asks, you know, you a lot of questions and, you know, remembers everything, every little detail about you. And I, you know, you know, it's like, it's like, she's just a, she's a great sister-in-law. I love her as much as I love my other sister-in-law, which is Lisa's sister. And it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, you know, it's, it's, I think it's crazier for other people cause they don't understand the dynamic, but like, 
Right. I, I was over their place the other day and we played taboo. <laughs> it's like, it was, <laughs> and it was really fun. And, uh, I, I don't, I, you know, it's like, and it's like you would with the, you know, with like your siblings wife. And, uh, so I, it's, I, I don't have much to report outside of just, it's, it's really great. I I'll say like, um, it's, it's only hard when they were like, you know, dating for oh, a couple of years and uh, then I like watched her die in Endgame, <laughs> or rather in Infinity War. Yeah, and a spoiler alert. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. In, in, in no, it Endgame, was, it was Endgame because yeah. you know, originally it was the yeah. one that that fell over the cliff, and then she, then Hawkeye and her. Right. Up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was. I had to check myself. You're, I knew. I, I knew I had it right. We get emails. Thank you for correcting yourself. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. What did he say? But, you didn't correct him. Like that. But she was on a run of movies where she died, and I was like, "This is crazy, Scarlett. Yeah. Come on, stop." And I watched. I also watched <laughs> and came in IMAX, so it was just like looking up at her, and I was like, "No, like, oh no." Yeah, but, but it's 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 incredibly normal and 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 fun, and I I think that's that may be shocking to people. But no, I'm actually glad, you know, because I would hate like if she was like because you always want people that seem to be cool like on camera to be actually cool in person. It doesn't always mm-hmm. end up that way, like we said before. But that's that's awesome. Yeah, you can imagine too that it, like people are constantly trying to invade their private lives. Oh, God, so. I mean, you want some normalcy as much as possible. She, yeah. Like the one thing I'll say is like, she's, she's really good at shutting stuff down. Like, you know, and, and like, she's definitely not, she's worked so hard in her and she really comes from a background of like being a great actor that I think it's, it's never really been about the the glitz and glamor. So she really kind of comes inside and she's got like incredible siblings and they all have kids and like, you know, there's like always fun barbecues that are, and it's really small. And it's, it, so in a lot of ways, she's, she already has like ways to set up and protect herself um, from a lot of, you know, I guess like other BS that like, YouTubers and stuff get into because they're almost putting themselves out into the world more. Did, did it help that she that 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 she and Colin had a kid a little bit earlier than you, so that you can get like kind of a flavor for it? Like, did you get it? Yes. Oh my god, I've been asking him a ton of questions. He's been so good. He came over here the other day and was like, "You got to get blackout curtains." And I was like, oh, yeah, "Oh shit, I do." And I was like, "But aren't aren't these blackout enough?" He was like, "No." He's like, "They're not. It needs to be pitch black." And I was like, "Okay, thank you." So I mean, imagine that times like a hundred because I'm asking him all kinds of like other things. And he's just instantly really good. And, you know, um, like Scarlett had a, had his, had his daughter already. So he's been like a parent to her for mm-hmm. the last, you know, the, you know, and since she was like two, so it's, it's been the, the amount of time that she can remember, he's always been around, which is great. So he's just, he's been a good dad, but now he, you know, he's, he's a double dad. And so he, and so he's been imparting that wisdom to you and, uh, and you said you're having a girl, right? Yes. So we got a boy and a girl. My, uh, yeah, my grand, my, my parents who are grandparents are very excited. They, they get a boy and girl. That's awesome. Babies. Yeah. Kevin's basically five months apart. Yeah. yeah. My boy will be my, Congrats, man. my first, my girlfriend's first, both of our parents, first grandchild. So oh, man. everybody the is super excited. We'll, we'll, we'll commence and has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting and terrifying at the same time. I'm sure you kind of feel somewhat similar. Like I, my anxiety is at, at, at an all time high just because like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, am I going to be a good dad? You know, am I, is it okay that I'm being a dad for the first time at 45 years old? You know, like there's a lot of things that are, you get nervous about. I've been around kids. I mean, Chris's kids are my God kids. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, like I, like you said about your brother, Chris is basically my brother. I don't have any siblings. So, you know, going to him for advice and, and things of that nature, uh, I'm sure is, is going to be super duper helpful. I'll tell you this. If you're worried about being 45, so our 10th president, president Tyler had his youngest child when he was in his seventies. Jesus. And then his youngest child had his, had that, that person had their youngest child in his seventies. So like just recently, the grandchild of president Tyler died <laughs> like, Whoa, and president, like uh, we're talking like, I think he was born in like the late 1700s. He was like a president in the 1800s. Wow. And like in his seventies had a child. And then, you know, like that, that whole, it's crazy. It's just crazy. So what um, you're saying is I'm going to be president. 
You're no, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. And that, You're going to be uh, and, and with the 10th president. The 10th president's president Hartman. Yeah, we'll start we over. We're going to start over. We, yeah. we do not need that. I mean, look, much. I am I do not look approachable. I'm no, nope. I'm he may or may not hit me with a pipe kind of face. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Not yeah. Yes. I think I think he I, I think you got something going. You got, you're you're kind of like a uh, you're like the brawny man meets Mr. Clean. There, there we go. go. I like exactly. it. Exactly. Like, I have a face I have a face made for paper towels. Exactly. <laughs> for right. cleaning products. Clean, <laughs> clean paper towels. Yeah, yeah. That's very approachable. Yes, uh, Kevin Brawny. <laughs> to you. Uh, oh God, man. So, um, Hey, we're, we're, uh, we're just about wrapping up here. So, Hey, uh, Casey, first of all, thank you so much. Yeah, we would, and I, yeah, say this, totally. I say this with all sincerity, you were an awesome guest. We'd love to have you back on again for sure. Anytime, uh, you know, for and, real, anytime. Uh, you know, we want to catch up and find out, um, how, how good, how your, your daughter's working on shredding on that little baby guitar over there. What's your yeah. daughter's if you, do you, you don't have to tell say it if you don't want to your daughter's name. Uh, or, or we were to holding it or we're okay. holding oh, it. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. it's yeah. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, I wasn't even yeah. sure. I wasn't even telling anyone. I wasn't even telling anyone that she was pregnant. I really wanted to just have the baby and then like, like surprise everyone, like all my friends. And Wait. then she, she just recently posted something. You're like, damn it. We had, but we were, we waited this, like this, this, this thing. <laughs> like I told fam, I told family and like, right. and close friends, but there's like, even still, like there might be people that don't follow my wife and cause I haven't been like posting about it. Cause mm-hmm. it's just, I want to have this weird surprise. Um, but you guys are different. Well, no, did you, and you, and so you decided that you were also going to find out the, cause it's, it's uh, you wanted to find out the sex of the baby. You weren't going to just yeah, like, for sure. Know? Yeah. Cause you, you, I mean, otherwise you, I want, I don't want, I don't want any surprises. I want, <laughs> I, 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 for the world though. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. They can figure it out, yeah. but you have to they go back wait. and return a whole bunch of clothes that are pink. And you're just like, Oh, I got a boy. He's, you know, thankfully you figured it out. Oh yeah. I like well, that we, too. I wear, we weren't, we weren't I wear a lot of pink. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Yeah, me too. I mean, we weren't going to be pretentious enough to explode something in the name of finding out what, what, our child. Yes. Going yeah. To do, so <laughs> yeah, we did not we were do fine that. Just we finding out. That. <laughs> I just saw, I just saw a really funny, it was a mistake reveal video where they cut into the cake and it was just a regular cake. It was just white. They were like, and they were, and they were not white. They were like, what the fuck? that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. Like they forgot to die. Oh, that's so good. I, I, I had a friend that did a similar thing. He, he had a cake and then they cut it and it was like rainbow. And they were like, okay, we were just kidding. And yeah. then they took the, they took the thing like that you twist uh-huh. But he twisted the wrong way. So they were having a girl and it went blue and everyone went crazy. And it was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> the girl, I just twisted the wrong way. Oh, <laughs> and it was so, his face was so funny. Cause he was like, why is it blue? Like, it's so funny. Oh man. That's rough. The reveal's gone wrong. Oh, that's a, yeah. Reveal's gone wrong. I like that. Yeah. Maybe that's a new, that, there you go. There's a show <laughs> I do. Yeah, exactly. Gone wrong. Got it. Oh, stealing it. Pitch, pitch that to TBS. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a check. <laughs> yeah, true, true TV. Well, Casey, mm-hmm. I, I know um, if you have anything coming up that you want to plug, please do anything got going on besides going to UCB and, and checking him out as often as possible. Yeah. UCB hasn't been doing as much, but I've been, I might be working on more or there. I have a bunch of friends that own a theater in New York called the squirrel theater and they offer classes. So if you, if you're hearing me talking about improv and you want to try it even virtually, they offer classes. So it's the squirrel theater. So I do want to help them out. Is it squirrel theater.com? Probably. I think just you drop it into your Bing or Google or whatever. And uh, Bing. Yeah. Uh, Nobody uses yeah. just just for just for porn. All right, guys. Exactly. Yeah. See exactly. Like, let's throw Nask Jeeves. It's actually uh, <laughs> for for those. If you go to the SquirrelTheater.com, you're going to get some very strange videos about squirrels. If you go to SquirrelNYC.com, though, you can learn about improv. So yeah, know, that's that, I'll I'll keep my plug to help out that theater. That's fun. That's cool. Listen, right. and make sure at Thanksgiving dinner you throw in your brother's face that you were on Digging in the Dome podcast and he was I will. Like, yeah, take, so that, take that Colin Jost. I and tell, tell him that we all laughed when Braun Strowman choke slammed the bejesus out of him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. Thank That's you. Right. Thanks so much, man. Thank okay, you. bye guys. <laughs>